Happily Never Equal. I'm your host, Cecilia. And I'm Randolph. And this week, we are talking about love potion legality in the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else we got? Falling in love with indentured clones. Yeah. That's okay. kind of like The Handmaid's Tale, right? Basically. Yeah if, they're being, yeah, if they're being cloned. And how to spice up married life with a body switcher. Ooh, sounds exciting. <laughs> I don't want any part of body switching. I'm good. I guess it, I guess it would depend on the switcher. I don't. I don't need my marriage spiced no, up with good? that. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. So that leads us into a question that I had for you. Yeah. What do you got? And that is, what do you think is stronger, marital bonds or dimensional bonds? Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to go with dimensional bonds. Why? Well, I mean, we're talking about uh, quantum entanglement here, right? And like multi-dimensional linking between you know these types of connections here. I mean, come like, on, like like quantum leap. No, <laughs> I just watched that. No, no, no. This is serious stuff here. Not uh-huh. not that fantasy. So I'm talking about real dimensional bonds here. Uh-huh. What what about you? What do you think? Well, I think the marital bonds are stronger because you you choose them and then you work really hard to keep them. You're not like obligated to Mm -hmm. them you know you can walk away from it whenever you want yeah and no i don't want you to walk away from it but i'm just saying that some people do and so Mm -hmm. i just i think the marital bonds are stronger i don't know i'd still take me a a nice level 10 dimensional bond any day over that personally just because you know i mean you can't beat it you can't beat it you have to marry this um, leo. Um, Derek, come marry this seagull. I captured it a month ago, and I've been keeping it for you. Isn't she lovely? I'm asking for a friend, but do you know if there's a, like a captain for captains who can marry other captains to each other? A- asking, asking for a friend. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, an admiral. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound right. I don't actually know if that's right. Like seerifically. <laughs> 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 I mean, actually, uh, sea captains can't marry uh, each other, or they, they just can't in, marry general. <laughs> like, in general. They're like priests. No, they're not. Like th- that's a myth. Oh, started. By I thought you just meant like if you're a sea captain, you can never get married. You you <laughs> swear a vow of celibacy. You're married to the sea. <laughs> My ship and me. I guess welcome to <laughs> appraised by media. Um, I'm Duncan Gibbs. I'm Malcolm Gibbs, and um, this is a podcast. Where me and my brother are <sighs> former pawn shop owners, uh-huh. current pawn ship owners. <laughs> nice. And we sail. We are on the law, uh, on the law, on the run from the law. From Johnny Law. Johnny Law. Gideon Law. Who's Gideon's bodyguard? Cannon. <laughs> 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 if we say it, it's true. You hear that? <laughs> Um, we're on the run from Gideon Gadzooks and Johnny Law because we may or may not have been involved with certain thievery of items that belong to him. Corporate we, espionage. Yeah. I mean, supposing <laughs> corporate espionage. So now me and my brother sail the infinite archipelago where we are collecting items on these islands that we find in order to sell them whenever we get home. One day. It's like that movie, uh, An Incredible Journey, and I'm the cat, and Malcolm is both dogs. 
Well, this week we found ourselves on this mysterious island. It's not as mysterious as my brother, in quotes, over here makes it out to be. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave it as, it's not as mysterious as my brother. I don't trust that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as mysterious as my brother, but it's more matrimonial. Ooh, that sounded spooky. <laughs> The the island that is before us is like, looks like a giant cake on top of the mountain is a bride and groom. It's like a bunch of, it's a bunch of like plateaus stacked on top of each other. And yeah, there's like two ancient statues on top and it is pretty heteronormative. Disappointed in you, Island. You're better than that. <laughs> so we we chopped off the the skirt on this two thousand year old statue, and we castrated the other statue. <laughs> that way, it's not normative at all. <laughs> well, I went exploring on this island. Okay, where'd you where'd you go exploring? Well, I started walking through this forest, uh-huh. and these bouquets of blue, beautiful flowers Bo- were just bouquets. Bouquets? They're buckets, dude. (laughs) You literally couldn't figure out what I said wrong there. So so these bouquets started just falling from the trees. And Derek was behind me. He's like, don't catch those. If you catch those, you have to get married. That dude's like the interdimensional Ken Jennings. He just knows random interdimensional facts. Yeah, we really underuse him. Yeah, we really have got to audition him. Uh, and get him in front of interdimensional Alex Trebek. <laughs> you don't want to see an interdimensional Alex Trebek. <laughs> it's it's too beautiful to behold. It's, it's, it's like, like it's, looking at the sun. It's Lovecraftian. <laughs> Your mind can't comprehend it. You know that bit where he comes over to the contestants and he's like, hey, so how long you been studying for Jeopardy? And they're like, oh, stop! <laughs> yeah. I heard one contestant once looked at uh, interdimensional Alex Trebek's mustache, and that was the whole episode. <laughs> so, uh, okay, you, so you were exploring with Derek. And so we went through the bouquet forest, and um, we came across this abandoned diamond ring mine. And it's really cutting out the middleman, huh? <laughs> cool, cool island. Yeah, they, uh, they took the diamond industry and they were like, fuck that. Yeah, we don't even have beers. to pay the middleman, and we can charge twice as much. We um, found, walked inside, and if you get a little past the point where they're like, caution, don't go any further, they hit a vein in the diamond mine, and it just is filled with these little, tiny, metallic bells. Okay. Like that you ring for Jeeves, your butler, and right. stuff like that. And so I went back and I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I do anything rash, let me read what this caution sign says. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, warning, do not use these bells. And this is a small metallic bell that when you ring it, opens every cell door in the entire world. All prisoners now have a chance to escape. Okay. So it's basically like a mass prison freedom in the across the entire world. But they have to work get their way past the guards first. Oh, I was just about to say, okay, so I guess I, before I interrupt, how much do you think this is worth? <laughs> For my basically prison riot bell? For your get out of jail free <laughs> bell. <laughs> Except <laughs> with a lot more steps. Yeah. Um, well, see, I didn't have a price okay. or to think originally, but I did have a great idea. Okay. You know how a Christmas bell... When you ring it, 
an angel gets its wings. I did know that. So we sell this to a family um, with an incarcerated father. Okay. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> and they hang it on the Christmas tree come Christmas season, come holiday season. They hang it on their holiday tree come holiday season. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and they do it and they're, and Timmy is like, oh man, it must've been a rough year. I only got one present. And they're like, look again, Timmy, what's that on the tree? And it's like, just a stupid Christmas bell. What am I going to do with this? Oh, ring it, ring it, Timmy. And he rings it. And they're like, an angel got his wings and your dad should be home soon. Assuming he did not get shanked. (laughs) Now, Timmy, lock all the doors. We're basically in a zombie apocalypse situation. Why do we live so close to the prison? This was a mistake. Yeah, it's a uh, as cool as it is as a get out of jail free card. It really does limit your ability to sell it when like hundreds of thousands of people will die. <laughs> like that. That's the thing is like the only way I could ever see myself wanting to use this bell is if there was like a is like on Labor Day some day where all of the prison guards don't show up to work because prison otherwise guards don't have Labor Day off, Duncan. What about Christmas Eve? No, they have Columbus Day off. Columbus Day. Okay. <laughs> we wait for Columbus Day, and then like, cause if all of the guards are there, that's just called Bloody Sunday. Like that's that's a different holiday. So I feel like. The only time I would want to ring this is if I was in prison. Yeah, you want to quickly be rise to the top of your Oz food chain? Do you want to become the wizard? So what do you think about the price of a million dollars? Because this is, I, I know it's high, but here's what I think N- Not a million selling. dollars, a million cigarettes. <laughs> no, because here's what I don't think you're realizing, that this is, this is, we can... You know, we know what this is. This is the get out of jail free bell. What we can market it as is the build your own in prison crime syndicate yeah, starter yeah, kit. The ultimate prison gang bell. It, it's literally just like a I, whoever has the bell has the power. <laughs> just imagine the chaos you'd create at any point. Because like at some point, maybe you get cornered in your cell. They put in, you killed your last cellmate. I've watched Oz. I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you just killed your last cellmate and they get a new guy in and it's some guy from your rival Christmas bell gang. <laughs> <laughs> and he's cornered you in your cell and you're like, looks like it's finally time to use this. And you use it so your henchman can come running to your side. And that means every time you're in a sticky situation, prisoners all over the world will be freed. Because I assume in that scenario, all the gates open and there's that like brief, like minute minute and a half of just like, this is a test. <laughs> if I go out there, am I going to get shot? Uh, except your gang, who immediately is just like, finally. Yeah, they know. The day we've been waiting If for. the door's open, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Do you think we should probably just save this for us? Nah, we won't need this. <laughs> Though I think we maybe actually should consider the fact that when we ring this bell, all Malcolm, no, I was just thinking about all Malcolm and Duncan's will be freed. <laughs> I think we should burn this. Uh, I think we should throw this into the fire of Mount Cake. But, but what if? I'm 
I may, I'm taking this a completely different direction. Okay. So stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> uh, if, 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 if your suggestion starts with an O and ends with an Shin's Eleven style heist, <laughs> I've heard it before. With, <laughs> so I feel like we might want to save this until we know that Gideon Gadzooks and Johnny Law are doing a tour of their Malcolm and Duncan prison. We shake it real fast, and they most likely kill Gideon? I don't know. I think they probably kill each other first. (laughs) I feel like... But you want to know what's better than killing Gideon and Gadzooks? Nothing. Shmoney. That's fair. (laughs) So, Ocean's Eleven-style heist, right? Because this is... I can think of a number of uses for this. The most obvious and probably the most handy being instant police distraction. Oh, you need the <laughs> They'd poli- have to call everyone. Oh, you need the police <laughs> to not show up somewhere for 30 minutes? Yeah, how about a week? 30 minutes? Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, I do like we could... um. For a minute, I thought you were thinking that we could use it to uh, break into the prison and steal all of the contraband. And I was like, I still don't think that's going to be worth no, a think, million dollars. No, I think there dollars. are other heists. I think like if you're an assassin who's been tasked with killing someone in like Supermax or... Maybe you're robbing like some secret declar some secret declaration of independence <laughs> from the basement of Alcatraz. Like I think there's other uses for it, but I know you and I like to figure out uses uses for things. But what if we sold this explicitly to not be used? Because I don't know if you know who makes a lot of money in America, but it's the private prison industry. And we basically got a self-destruct switch. And we can just be like, hey, you want to make sure no one ever rings this? Yeah, we going to need some money. I am morally very opposed to selling this to the private prison industry. But I bet they would spend $5 billion on it. That's a like, billion with a B. That's what I'm saying. I like. I, I think we. I think more. I think we could sell this for. Here's what we do. Ready? Here's my, here's my plan. Uh, by the way, if you're a uh, member of the private prison industry, stop listening now because we're about to go into our detailed plan for undoing you. <laughs> and, stop listening. Yeah, spoilers. And, Skip ahead and like if three minutes. Your um, loved one is in prison, and you're kind of hating us because we're about to sell this to the private prison industry uh, skip hold, ahead just like a season and a half <laughs> <laughs> well, more, more just like hold, hold up just a second because what we do we sell this for the low low price of 15 billion dollars more but go on no i think i think okay how about 20 billion that's what i was thinking let's do 20 billion and then we'll make 15 billion because we'll use 5 billion to oceans 11 style heist into Whoever they decide to give this to into the private prison Fort Knox and get it back, ring the bell. We don't even get it back. We just have to sneak in and ring it, and um, then we bounce. Maybe um steal some of the contraband while we're in there. That's what I'm saying. Com- How much? Combine do you think- a couple of the ideas because I know that while we're in there, we're gonna find like I don't know what they do with it, but what is like the drug stash like in a prison they don't just like mostly toilet hooch <laughs> well yeah when they like are, catch you, asking, up are you asking about composition because <laughs> let me mostly you, poop it's mostly it's mostly poop shanks and uh toilet hooch no i'm just saying like i don't actually know because like when co- coppers <laughs> when policemen find stolen goods and drugs they put it into the evidence lockup. What do 
prison COs do when they find contraband on you? Is there a prison evidence locker? And can we rob it? I honestly, I just don't think that's going to be worth it because I don't want to have to deal with the angry prisoners who come after us <laughs> after we've stolen their <laughs> patented toilet hooch. Yeah, right. That is a... Bad, bad, their toilet gin is a patent pending. No, like it's all it's all fun and games till you like till you're being chased across the country by prison Colonel Sanders, who's like, "You got my recipe. I'm gonna kill you for it." Now, here's what I propose: we sell it for twenty billion dollars. That seems fair to me. Then we spend eighty-five million dollars on hiring the entire cast of Ocean's Eleven because that is how much it cost them originally and I guarantee that there's something in their contract about reassembling them for an actual heist. So, sold... $20 billion? $20 billion, $19 billion of profit and... And then, and then who, however much it costs to hire the cast and crew of Ocean's Eleven. $20 billion minus that. Cool. $85 sold. billion. Gavels in. <laughs> sold $19 billion. So, uh... While you guys were uh, putzing around in the diamond ring mine, I was getting actual work done ex- exploring, cartographing, Cart- and cartographing, cartographing. Okay, go on. <laughs> and pillaging the divorce swamp. Uh, I did manage to not catch uh, the super malaria on the island that all the mosquitoes in the divorce swamp have, aka cold feet. So while I was cartographing out the swamp, I realized that I was desperately, hopelessly lost and that my map was just scribbles uh, and that I'm not trained in Big that. circle, swamp. <laughs> Big other circle, other. <laughs> I am not. Are I'm, we fucking brothers or I'm, something? I am not trained in cartography. So I realized I was hopelessly lost and I, I was starting to get hungry and I realized that I needed out of this swamp. And I thought... Fuck it. I've played Pokemon. Escape rope time. And I pulled the rope, and a door opened beneath my feet. I fell 20 feet into the ocean next to our ship, making it back out of the swamp and to safety. And what I and in my peripheral was still this rope. And what I realized is that this is the emergency trap door. If you buy this from us, this is a rope that will always follow you around that you may pull in case of emergency and based on how severe your situation is a trap door will open up beneath your feet and drop you an equivalent height if you are in a very dangerous situation like about to be shot by a mugger and you pull it you'll fall several stories if you are at a party and you can't remember the person who you bumped into at the punch table's name you pull it and maybe you fall a couple of feet awkward situation where you trip on a sidewalk curb and you pull it while you're falling you only fall like an inch and then fall anyway (laughs) where were you like pretend to start running like oh yeah i meant to do that no baby you pull that and you're on top of the chrysler building (laughs) you know that feeling where a car is stopped waiting for you at the crosswalk and you do like a couple quick runs like three steps of oh see i'm trying and then you just stop so there's a so as I was saying, there are a couple scenarios where you could just not use this. Like Sharon and Mike have been married for forty years, okay. but the love is gone, and Mike hasn't been feeling it for thirty of those forty years. 
Mike's a bad guy. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, I got to get out of here. He pulls the trap door and he's falling 200 feet straight to his death. I, I would argue that that seems like a, a situation. I see. I don't know what would happen in that scenario. I cannot read the mind of this ethereal trap door rope. But I feel like if it was to get you out of that situation with the least amount of harm done, you would pull it and then just like fall six feet into a marriage counselor's office. <laughs> with your wife already sitting there. See, he's always late. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the word, like the most, the, the highest, are we just trying to pinpoint what the highest <laughs> Wait, situation? How, I don't know yeah, what point you can go to before you can't use this anymore. Okay, well, the limit has got to be probably around like I think I think the limit, like the hard limit, I think a person could survive a fall, like depending on the terrain they're falling onto, three stories, maybe four. Yeah, I mean, like falling into the ocean, like you did, like you could you could push five, and uh, like four, you could like push some broken. So let's legs. assume that the limit's four or five. I know for a fact that what will put you right over that limit is attempting to recreate the fart noise your chair made a few <laughs> minutes ago, sitting there struggling. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the hard limit, but I kind of like imagining, what do you think is the highest up this trap door can put you? <laughs> um. I, I refuse <laughs> to put that grossness that just tumbled out of your mouth onto, onto the air and into our listeners' ears. Yeah, calling your teacher by your mom's name is also <laughs> probably the most awkward thing that's ever actually uh, happened to me i'm pretty sure calling your teacher mom puts you on fucking top of mount everest no it's even worse like the immediate you wake you you've fallen asleep in class and you're like teachers like malcolm do you know the answer and you're just like sorry what mom it's just immediately of i don't know where i am I just called that woman mom, and everyone is looking at me and knew I was asleep. Everyone is looking ago. and laughing. I'm pretty sure I never woke up from that nightmare. <laughs> no, okay, so I think the most dangerous situation, obviously, what's going to put you, like, into the upper atmosphere, right? Like, like, when you start falling, if you had a parachute, you would be okay. Is if you were you just gotta always walk around. Uh, honestly, with a parachute. yeah, you always walk around with a parachute, so that way, if you end up in a most dangerous game scenario and you're being hunted for sport by someone richer than you, like that's when you gotta pull that trap door because that's the most dangerous game. That's the most dangerous situation you can be in. But the thing, what I can't imagine being any more awkward is you being tasked to take care of your roommates. Like, what is what is the most the least fragile thing in the world, right? Because, like, if you take care of their dog, like, it's a sh it's a shame you killed that dog, and they obviously have a bigger emotional attachment to it. But, like, if you fuck up taking care of someone's succulent, that's when you sh that's when you end up, and you're just, like, you walk in to you your apartment. the most fragile thing in the world, and I was like, a baby? And then you're like, no, we want to go the opposite direction. No, so if you walk into your apartment, and, like, your roommate texts you, like, hey, man, coming back into town tonight and you're like oh yeah and he was like can't wait to see my succulent leafy boy again i miss him so much and you're just like oh fuck me and you go over to the windowsill and it's brown and dead 
you, and you you look in the corner of your eye and there's that rope and you're like, I gotta, I gotta, it's too late for me. You pull it and you're in fucking space. It gets you out of awkward situations, but you also have to, to then, once you fall back to earth, cut ties with that start person. A, start a new life. <laughs> Hello, my name is no longer Malcolm. My name is Brian. It's a rookie mistake. Everyone knows when trying to disappear, you always keep your first name, lose the last name. Okay, so I'm thinking... Basically, we sell this with a parachute because that gets rid of all of the negatives of it other than having to <laughs> cut sign people it, out of your life. We <laughs> sign it with a pair. We, we, we sell it with a parachute and a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> and a quick two second lesson on how to work a parachute. Pull it, this. Pull this that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no, this is this is a super helpful thing because uh, like. In a situation where it's going to put you at a height that you couldn't survive, you were probably dead in the situation anyway. Exactly. Either from actual harm or embarrassment. <laughs> did you hear about Malcolm? He actually died of embarrassment. Oh my God, what did he do? <laughs> he called his teacher mom. <laughs> <laughs> he died in class. Everyone was pretty horrified, but they still were kind of chuckling over the whole mom thing. <laughs> Imagine some kid wakes up and is like, what mom in the whole class? Class is laughing at him and then he dies <laughs> obviously we can't go too far on the price because rich people don't have awkward situations they can buy their way yeah. out of them <laughs> yeah, so i'm thinking like five hundred dollars plus the pride price of a parachute however that much is duncan as a professional appraiser tell me how much a parachute costs uh let me assure you that the parachute we buy will cost 20 bucks. Is this a grocery sack? <laughs> no, like a really big one. Ours is going to be 20 bucks and we're going to sell it for 500 markup. I think because I think a thousand total for the package is how much I, it should cost. I really don't really disagree with you. Gavel sound? Damn, gavel sound. Thousand dollars. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you, that's our podcast. <laughs> let's start that over again. <laughs> no, let's let's end it like this, the way we were always meant to end. Not it. with a bang, but with a fuck, with a with a stutter and a seamless edit. <laughs> Not but with a bang, but with a speech impediment. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, that's our episode. If you liked what you heard, you should subscribe on iTunes or whatever you Stitcher. use. Stitcher other things tune in we might be on amazon podcasts we are cool because that's, that's tune in i, I know i can listen to you on my amazon echo amazon please sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> give us money jeff Bezos, even though we've made fun of even though we've made fun of you a lot yeah it's like also why facebook is never facebook is gonna find our page one day and be like nope <laughs> <laughs> oh interesting oops i deleted it oh no speaking of facebook you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash appraised by media you can answer our past question of the weeks there or just like hang out sometimes i'm on messenger if you want to like chat like i'll <laughs> message back <laughs> in addition to that we have a twitter that's twitter.com or also known as at abm cast that's where you can find us and our tweets our tweets live there we I mean, built a nice can, little home honestly for you can't really find us there we're kind of it's a two-bedroom <laughs> many many bathroom house i uh i left to go buy cigarettes and i've never been back just to my <laughs> tweets <laughs> i got i got awkwarded when malcolm never came back so i pulled that fucking trap door <laughs> hey do you know when malcolm's coming back uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> um duncan do we have a website i have heard 
whisperings and rumors. Don't tell anyone. I'm uh, listeners. You guys can have the beta experience Inside of our very exclusive <laughs> of our very old website. <laughs> Uh, appraisedbymedia.com. It might be old, but it doesn't look like it. Also, it's not that old. <laughs> it was less than a year old. But uh, there you can listen to our episodes, leave comments, find ways to subscribe to us. You can even submit items to us through the website, or you can contact us or submit your items to mailbox at appraisedbymedia.com. Now, before we go any further into this outro... I want to give the hugest shout out yet to the Happily Never Equal podcast. Is it rude to give MVP awards? Uh, if it is, I apologize to everyone, but guys, they, they crushed it. Uh, you can check them out on their website, happilyneverequal.podbean.com. Oh, Podbean. They are also on Facebook at Happily Never Equal. Uh, and they are also on Twitter at Happy Not Equal. Uh, really, really big thanks to Cecilia and Randolph. Thanks, guys. Um... One more thing, we have, you got five days. You have less than that because I have to have time to edit and sleep. You've got four days to get your podcast intro into us if you want the free advertisement and to be featured on our show. If not, we're going to do something else. If not, we will figure it out. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Thanks for listening. So yeah, our question of the week is what awkward situation creates the biggest fall? Or most dangerous situation. What situation that you need to trap door out of? Will create the biggest fall for you. Uh, we'll post that up on Sunday or Monday on Facebook. One of those days. <laughs> Could be Tuesday. We're not, <laughs> we're not perfect. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>